Today, I'm sharing a conversation with Stacy Shipman. Stacy is an entrepreneur from Weymouth, Mass, who facilitates networking events and programs for business owners who are tired of formal protocols stifling their personality and ideas. She teaches clients how to shed the formalities so that they can confidently show up and share their voice and gifts with the world. Stacy and I had a great conversation about her own messy and hard journey to overcome the fear that was holding her back. Listen in. You're listening to The Inspired Way, stories of everyday heroines, real life inspiration. I'm your host, transformational coach and connection catalyst, CJ Rivard. Join me weekly to hear real life inspiration and tips for tackling your life's challenges. Each week you'll hear from a relatable woman who shares about her struggles and the tools she used to work through them. By being women of courageous action, vision, and ongoing evolution, each of us can create a ripple of positive impact, and together we'll create a wave of change. Join us. All right. Well, welcome back. I am so pleased to be here today with Stacy Shipman and excited to introduce her to you. Welcome, Stacy. Hi, CJ. Thanks. It's nice to be here. So let's start by telling everyone where you are calling in from today. I'm in Weymouth, Massachusetts, so just south of Boston. Just south of Boston and just a little north of where I'm based. We were just laughing about how, you know, out of this worldwide network, we connected online and we're practically neighbors. It's very cool. Practically? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. We will do that in-person meetup at some point. So tell us a little bit when you're not working, what do you enjoy doing? My husband and I are big outdoor people. So we love hiking and biking and uh, we have a small sailboat for the warmer months. So we love to be outside in the winter. We cross country ski. And then uh, personally, my two creative hobbies include voice lessons. So I've been taking singing lessons for about five years which was actually my childhood dream was to be a singer. So I'm living that out in some ways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then through the, uh, a couple of years ago, I took a stand-up comedy class in person. And then through the pandemic, that teacher has been offering week-long boot camps on Facebook. And uh, so I've been getting my hands back into the stand-up comedy writing and performing online. So that's been fun. It's oh. very hard. Comedy is very, very hard, but it's very fun. Oh my gosh. That is really impressive. Okay, ladies. So I hope a few of you are taking notes and coming up with some fun ideas of new hobbies you could take on. That's very fun. And, and for you. DJ for anybody, I know we talked about this is like empowering and getting over fear and all that. The fir- very first time I took stand-up comedy was actually about 20 years ago when I, I was trying to open overcome my fear of public speaking. And since I don't know you or your audience that well, all I'll say was it didn't work. (laughs) If anybody wants to know the full story, I'd be happy to share it. But so I just want people to know I didn't just jump in and get it done. There was a start and a stop and a restart. (laughs) Yeah, good for you, though. You came back to it. And that is inspiring and empowering when you see yourself, you know, moving through that barrier that was holding you back. That's great. Yeah. 
So do you have a favorite quote you could share with us to get us started? I do. And it's a Chinese proverb. Tension is who you think you should be. Relaxation is who you are. Ooh. Mm. Makes you think a little. Yeah, it does. I've never heard that one. That's a good no. one. Thank you for uh, sharing found that. that. Yeah, you're welcome. I love it. It's a grounding reminder for me when I start to feel, you know, like I'm going in a lot of different directions. It's like, mm -hmm. are you tense because you're not being who you are or where are you headed? So it's a good one. That is great. Yeah. And how many of us, yeah, if you're aware of it, you can just recognize tension in so many areas of your day that shouldn't be there and is very unhealthy. So that's a great one. Thank you. You're welcome. So, so I believe your story is really about overcoming fear and stepping into who you really are. So I'm excited to have you share this with our listeners. Take us back to your corporate days and the beginning of your evolution out of there. I just heard like dark music playing in my, in my ears when you said take us back to the corporate days. Yeah, I had a corporate career for about 10 years. I was in corporate marketing and specifically research. And then I left that in 2006 because having worked behind the scenes for 10 years, I never had to give a presentation, sell anything. I really had a head down, do the job kind of role. And then the company I worked for, a small startup, was trying to beef up revenue in order to sell the company. And they wanted all of us to become salespeople. <laughs> and so I kept my head down even more, thinking if they didn't see me, then I wouldn't have to step into that role. But that didn't work. So the CEO called a bunch of us uh, into his office individually. And he told me that if I didn't start selling, that I was a top performer. So of course, I sat up nice and tall. Okay, this is going to be a good conversation. And then in the next breath, he said, but if you don't start selling our products, I'm going to fire you. And that wasn't for me. I said, I don't need this. <laughs> Went home, talked to my husband about it, stayed long enough to get my bonus, which was a couple of months after that conversation. So I could pay off some bills and car payments and things like that. And then I left. It was definitely an emotional decision on my part. I didn't really have a plan for a business. I pursued my passion at the time, which was wellness. So I was a yoga teacher, fitness trainer, and instructor. Uh, but it was, you know, I left because I didn't want to have to sell. But when you start your own business, all of a sudden you have to network and sell and promote yourself. <laughs> I thought, who did I really, you know, who's <laughs> really getting the short end of the stick on this deal? So I, I had to step into, I stepped into a lot of fear, a lot of activities that I had never had to do before. So not only was I afraid of them, I didn't know how to do them. And it was a very messy, unsuccessful beginning of the business. Uh, even though I was really good at what I did, nobody knew. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how good you are if nobody knows about it. And that's really where it started for me was, was taking that step and like, oh, shoot, <laughs> where do I go now? Yeah. So where did you go? How did you figure it out? I've always been willing to do the work when it mattered to me. So whether it was running a marathon and, you know, taking mile by mile or 
going to college and getting a degree or becoming a yoga teacher. I've always been willing to do the work when it mattered. And, you know, in that moment of, well, Stacy, if you're starting a business, you need to network. I said, okay, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to find out and I'm going to go see what it's all about. And so I stepped in and committed to the work. So I, I went to the networking events. I joined Toastmasters to help with the public speaking confidence. I worked with coaches, a number of coaches over the years. I went to all the conferences. I joined all the associations. <laughs> I, stepped, I stepped in. I said yes to different leadership opportunities. So every time my heart raced, I could feel my cheeks turn red, my hands shake and start to sweat. But get going back into the corporate world was a far greater pain to me than stepping into all these other fears of putting myself out there. So I made the commitment to do the work and it was very messy. You know, it's been 15 years now since we're, since that happened and it's been messy. <laughs> I've shed a lot of tears. <laughs> I've wanted to give up. I've had a couple of sleepless nights, but I am not the same person that I was 15 years ago and the projects and the just personally and professionally that I have done have all been a result of saying yes, even when I wanted to say no. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. <laughs> I guess the feeling of stepping through that veil of fear and seeing yourself successful, I just, that's got to feel so good. It does. And that took a while to see as well, you know, as, as a, someone willing to do the work and kind of an achievement oriented person, you know, running a marathon, it's like 26, 2.2 miles in X amount of time. It's very concrete goals. But a lot of what I was doing didn't have that concrete end, yeah. which meant it was hard to miss the success through the journey. And it wasn't until I started to, you know, I hosted different women's events and conferences. So they had concrete goals and results that I was able to pause and say, holy cow, <laughs> you just did this on your own. You made it happen. You fought through the fear. You fought through the anxiety of wondering if people were going to come, you know, to the event and play with you. And they left saying how wonderful of an experience and transformational and and that brought tears to my, you know, I, not tears. I bawled. <laughs> like, I did this. So it was those yeah. concrete moments um, that led me to look back on everything that I've done over 15 years and say, yeah, you yeah. did it. You did it. And you didn't do it alone. Yeah. Very important. I didn't do it alone, but I did it. And, but seeing the success took a while to ground it. Mm. Wow. That's, and we were just talking before I hit record. It's so incredible to me to picture someone who was a researcher for a living moving into entrepreneurship, which I know involves sales and marketing and putting yourself out there, and someone who hosts networking events and teaches, right? Teaches networking and whatnot. Mm -hmm. That's like two different identities. I feel <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, I don't know which one was wearing the mask, but you're like, you sound like a different 
person with the comfort level that you have doing stand-up comedy or improv and all this stuff? I don't know if com- if I have a comfort level yet with comedy, but I keep doing it. We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. Okay. <laughs> Research was the mask. When I was younger, I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a writer, but I did also have the shyness. I mean, I won the Quietest Girl Award in sixth grade. So that tells you something right there. But when I was with people that I knew and I felt comfortable in an environment like my family, Mm-hmm. or close friends, super expressive. And I have a picture uh, you know, from, of myself on one of my favorite childhood toys, which was a hippity hop. For anybody who doesn't know, it's a giant ball with the handle and you hop around on it. And one of the newspapers was in our neighborhood at one point and taking pictures of all the kids. And I still have the cutout because I'm on my hippity hop and my tongue's sticking out. And my hair is all crazy and I'm hopping and And when I look at that, I was probably, I don't know, maybe six or seven. And when I look at that picture, I see myself. And then as I got older and life happens to us, we we tend to lose some of that play. We lose that playfulness. Let's just be honest. Yeah. uh, For various reasons. But that playful, expressive, even though I might have only done it with a, a close, trusted group is really the core of who I am. And now I bring that into the events that I host today is that playfulness, that shedding of formality, the beliefs and behaviors that we've built up as adults that, that keep us from putting ourselves out there. Um, and honestly, in the, in the last many years that technology, even before the pandemic has become a barrier in a lot of ways, remembering that we're humans interacting with humans. We're not computers. We are not our phones we are multifaceted and to be able to bring all of that to our work, I think is brilliant and undervalued and it's what helps us stand out. Mm -hmm. And what I think of as you were talking about the, you know, being you and getting through the, the shyness or whatever is just joy, like joyful, just having fun. You talk about the barriers or more, I feel like the norms or standards, the, you know, I can picture, I know this wouldn't be a networking event that you would host, but I could just picture back in the day when I was growing up in the corporate world and would go to a stuffy networking event and everyone's like, oh, I got to, you know, work the room and hand out my business card. And Mm -hmm. oh, it was just (laughs) awful. Didn't go to many of those. It was awful. But that's not really who most of those people were and would, you know, enjoy getting to know, like, I didn't enjoy getting to know any of those people because, you know, they were trying to put a card in my hand and, you know, right. <laughs> that's, that's not relationship building. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and we have to be able to get to know people on a personal level yeah. to really do that. You know, it's, it goes beyond the, what do you do? Because that's a conversation stopper as far as I'm concerned, because if someone doesn't have an interest in what you do or a need for what you do, I mean, that's happened to me. I don't know about you, CJ, but that's happened to me. Someone finds out what what you do and then they're like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't need that. (laughs) Like, wait, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you have, well, I have nothing in common with you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You want to find that common ground so you have Mm -hmm. something to talk about to get to know Mm -hmm. each other. Right. 
So tell me, uh, I don't know, a favorite tool or a way, say at an event that you help people not be so stuffy or be the true them or what do you, how do you do that? Is it something you can describe? So yes and no. Okay. So what one, and this is for anybody who's leading groups of any kind or leading people in any environment really is it starts with you as a person. Like who are you and what's your personality and, and what presence do you have when you're in a room? Cause that is going to set the stage for a lot of how people feel when they walk in the room. And, and with that, for me, having, knowing that I'm expressive and I like, you know, gathering people, but also having been the quiet person mm-hmm. who was not seen, who was invisible, who was not heard. I promised myself that when I hosted events and I would used to do this in person, every single person that came in that door would get greeted by me personally, and then introduced to at least one other person so that they could relax and not wonder like what's going to happen when I walk in this door. I was right there to say hello, to greet them and give them a a brief explanation of what to expect and then pass them off to at least Mm -hmm. one other person. And once that happened, there was a relaxation. So for any leaders out there, it's how are you showing up first? The second thing, and this has been coming up more and more on the Zoom networking that I'm doing I didn't realize that this was so important, but, but people have mentioned it more than once. Again, as a leader or facilitator, giving people permission to be themselves, to make a mistake, to say something that they maybe wish they hadn't said, to leave a conversation when they're done having that conversation and not feel bad about it. But this notion of giving and getting permission, I'm still exploring that a little bit for myself, you know, in terms of what that means as a facilitator, but that seems to be a real, um, a positive thing people are hearing from me mm-hmm. that then helps them relax, especially yeah. in these Zoom meetings where they can uh, now bounce around from room to room and not feel like bad for leaving a conversation. So that's been something new that's come up that I think is interesting. That is interesting. It's definitely a different, you know, all of this screen time, trying to have conversations or meetings or network or whatever it is. It's definitely has a different feel and some different nuances you have to get used to for sure. But on Mm -hmm. the plus side, you can connect with people that aren't necessarily your neighbor. Yes, so true. So there is a plus side there. You can kind of meet people that, that otherwise you couldn't. So what would you say would be your biggest advice or lesson learned from your own journey that you want to make sure people understand if they are not necessarily jumping out of corporate, although I know there's a lot of fear with that. Anytime we switch roles, it feels like we're giving up an identity and it's scary. But anyone facing, like necessitating a change that's scary, what lesson would you want to drive home for them? Can I say two things? Yes. Okay. (laughs) The first one is have the right support. That is absolutely utmost importance when you are making any kind of career related or other change in your life is to make sure 
you have people around you who they don't necessarily have to understand what you're doing, but they need to be supportive of you and also provide the challenge, you know, questioning in the right way versus what are you doing that for? Which I sometimes heard. So make sure you have that support network that can support you in positive ways and also give you things to think about that will help continue moving you forward. That's the first one. But when you just talked about the identity, because I have struggled with this multiple transitions in my career and more recently with the pandemic, because what I do was in person, when we couldn't meet in person, I, I was on my knees. I was like, oh my gosh, is my business relevant? Are my beliefs still yeah. valid? How do I exist you know, in this world? And it, it is a hit on your identity. What I learned is that if we are, and this was work I did a year ago mm-hmm. with the pandemic, we are in touch with our values. We know what we care about. If we know who we are at our core, and that is going back in time and thinking about when are you relaxed versus tense. So it speaks to that quote that I shared. That never changes. And while it might get hidden because of different experiences or things we hear from other people or stories we tell ourselves even, I do believe that the core of who we are is always there, regardless of what role we have, and that we can continue to build on who we are by either letting go of what's no longer working towards that or you know, adding on to what will support that growth in the future. Mm-hmm. Great. And and doing the work around that is really important. And do the work. Yes, that was another powerful takeaway. (laughs) If it's important, well, you made a good statement there because we, we know or you hear people change when the change is less scary than the, the going backward or the staying where you are. And you had a powerful reason to keep working at it and trying to figure it out and working through the fear. And look, you didn't die. You survived. You thrived. So kudos. Every every time I felt like giving up because it was just, you know, it's like, I can't, this is too much. That's the, I guess that would be the last thing I could go on and on. But (laughs) in those moments where you've had enough, And you're like, I can't do this. This is not working. Just stick with it because that is often the turning point. So funny. I think about that analogy or that story they tell about the person digging for gold and they dug and they dug and they dug and they finally gave up. And the next person came along and, you know, two feet later, they hit a a huge gold vein or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give up. Which is different than shifting directions if it's not working for you anymore. Yes, Yes, absolutely. You got to be flexible. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for Mm -hmm. all of the wisdom today. How can people learn more about you or connect if they'd like to? My website is engagetheroom.com. So all my contact information is there. And if there are any business folks listening, I'm on LinkedIn at Stacey Shipman. You can find me there. Excellent. I will look for that. So we stay connected. This has been a great conversation. Thank you, Stacey. And thank thank you you for tuning in. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to join our free women's Facebook group. If you're not there already, that's where all the action is taking place and sign up for our newsletter. When you do, you'll receive a complimentary growth plan template. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.